0: Welcome to the CTC Podcast, where Chase Minifield, Dom Joseph, and Bill French discuss life lessons they have learned as young entrepreneurs in the business world. Join them as they debate current events, business topics, and enjoy a few laughs with their weekly guests. And now for today's show. What up, what up? Here we are with another episode of the CTC Podcast. I'm your host, Chase Minifield. I'm alone by myself today. French and Dom Joe, they both... uh, I think they both had a watch party watching the game, you know. But this is this might be a good thing, a, a blessing in disguise. It's the first episode. It's going to be officially the first episode of the Chase Minifield podcast. And I got a special guest. <laughs> I got a special guest on hand today, man. Um, my business partner with Easy Turn, um, Lincoln Ogata. What's up, Lincoln? How you doing?
1: What's going on in, uh, in memory of today's NBA game since I'm third string. I'm gonna be like James Harden, switch teams, and come out number Is that one. That's what you're gonna do. <laughs> that's all I know. If Dom and French or or uh, KD and and uh, Russell, I'm gonna get my time mm. now. Grow out some facial hair. Get your time.
0: Get your time and go shine. That's real. But you know,
1: I told hey, French and time. Don
0: Joe today. I told him in the group text. I said, um, you know, sometimes Michael Jackson, sooner or later, Michael Jackson had to leave Jackson Five. Sooner. Yeah, I can't, really I can't did. sit here and keep on holding up, uh, <laughs> Tito and Jermaine for, for this long, man. It's about 30 episodes. <laughs> it's about 30 episodes, man. So, you know, we're going to, we going to see how this goes. And, um, you know, we might, it might be officially a new, a new wave of the future, but let's, let's get into yourself, Lincoln. Obviously, I know a lot about you, but, you know, tell everybody your background, your story um what you've been doing in the past from your restaurants everything take them through everything and to to where you're currently at now and then we'll get into a little bit more details about easy turn and what we think about it and where we are at currently as a company
1: all right sounds good man uh yeah so uh i grew up in lexington for the most part um went to school high school there at lafayette and uh when i got out of high school went to eku for a while before joining the navy Um, I was in the Navy for 10 years. I did five years active, a couple deployments done in there, and then five years reserve uh, on the backside of that. But um, when I was uh, stationed out in San Diego, I fell in love with food trucks. And um, when I came back to Lexington, I realized we didn't have any food trucks here. And my background being in Hawaiian cuisine, uh, growing up there for a while as well, I thought I would try my hand at a food truck, and uh, my wife thought I was crazy, but... um, Wanted to give it a shot. There was only about four or five other food trucks in town, and I like to think that uh, we're one of the original crew to kind of get some of the legislative or legislative side of it approved to let some food trucks in town. Anyways, I had a food truck for three years. I had a, a brick and mortar restaurant for uh, a year and some change, and uh, I still do some sprinkled catering here and there. Um, against my wife's better wishes, she's she's ready to move on, but I enjoyed it a lot. Um, when I very first got out of the navy, my background was in construction management and uh, dealing with a lot of uh, construction in, in Guam, Iraq, um, San Nicolas Island, just all over the world. I did a lot of building, and when I came out, that translated best heading on over to uh, to the student housing side. I found myself doing student housing management, and uh, I've been doing that for 10 years off and on, and that's kind of the whole basis of this easy turn thing that, that Chase and I are, are uh, taking a crack at right now. So I'm really excited about it. I feel like I've been preparing for this for a long time. Uh, was happy to come across Chase, someone who was hungry and someone who knew the field and uh who saw a vision and was ready to put some work in and see what we can do with easy Turtle. Yeah,
0: man, for sure, for sure. Um, so I wanna get into the food truck, the food truck thing. So do you think that you it seems like, you mm-hmm. know, ever since I've known you, ever since I've met you, it seems like you've been extremely entrepreneurial in in mindset and nature. Um what do you what what do you take to that? What made you decide to go after? It? Do you think it was anything from the army or what made you decide to think that you can do something on your own, take a crack at it. If, if I can make it work, it's going to work type thing. Where did that come from?
1: Well, I've always, uh, I guess, in, the, in in this sense, been cocky to know that. Uh, and I don't really see it as cocky, it's confidence. But I, I, I'm i one of those people that I know I'm a worker. So I don't mind if something's going to succeed or fail that it's going to be on me. I don't want to sit in the background or, or, or work in a factory. And, and that's nothing wrong with that. But I, I don't want to be that person who uh, just has to depend on that coming in. I like getting out there and feeling it uh, and uh, knowing that if my hard work goes into it the right way, I can make something out of it. Um, But no, the food part, I've always loved to cook and uh, I've never really been scared of taking stuff on. After all the structure in the military and the Navy, I was happy to get out there and try something on my own. And again, uh, there was kind of a good feeling to go to bed uh, knowing that it's on me whether or not I succeed or not. I like that pressure. And that pressure pushes me. And uh, I, I'm just not scared entrepreneur. I think a lot of people are just scared. I think a lot of people have great ideas. When you're an entrepreneur, people come up to you and say, hey, man, I've always wanted to do this. Or, hey, man, I always thought about this idea. And those are people that just keep saying that. Um, there's dreamers and there's workers. And when you find the combination of dreamers that are also willing to work, I think that's that 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 middle uh, area right there that really makes people do big things. And uh, you might fail a couple times here and there. and uh, But you got to put in your time. But eventually you get that formula right. You're gonna hit a home run, like I think. Easy turns gonna hey, be for
0: us. You got that? You you came prepared with some nuggets, didn't you? <laughs> you came prepared right. for some nuggets, man. So I like what you're talking about right now. So uh, you know, we got. Uh, I got a I'm lot of people that um, you know hit me up, ask me things like, "What do I do?" All these type of things, um, and you know, I feel like I'm always answering questions about how can I get started, um, and I feel like there's a lot of people out there that are. That want to be entrepreneurs or that would like to own their own business and things of that nature, but they have a little hesitancy, a little hesitancy, and you know the things that you just told me is I know I'm a worker, you know I'm never scared of taking tasks on, never scared of taking challenges on. Dreamers versus workers, those are all, you know that's that's that sounds like myself, honestly. That sounds like myself. So you know I, it's it's very intriguing to me the fact that. You have built up a mindset, and you know it's a fearless mindset to be able to go get it, whatever it is that you wanna go get, but you know you're ready to go and and at least take a crack at it and you know, I tell a lot of entrepreneurs like if you wanna be great, like we don't know if it's gonna be successful or if it's not gonna be successful, but the only thing I can tell you is to go out there and give it a shot so what would you say to somebody that was you know hesitant like you said have a great idea, maybe um you know looking to not happy with the nine-to-five job, what, what, what would you tell them?
1: Well, uh, I was going to add that part in, too, so I think there is one more part of this equation. I think that is having a little bit of wisdom in there, um, and I think the wisdom comes in the form. Some people go out there and sell everything they have and go after something, and some people's story starts off that way, um, but I, I, have a, I have a wife and, and children, and uh, so I had to mature in my, in, as being an entrepreneur, where when I knew it was a little more dependent, uh, I'm still in this quote from a financial guy I like to listen to all the time, but he always says, uh, pull the boat closer to the dock. So I will say, if you're going to take that plunge, you can take that plunge emotionally, uh, physically. You know, there's way more hours than 40 hours in a week, way more hours than 20 hours in a week. Uh, if you can sit there and work on your side job and get as far along as you possibly can uh, until the point where, where that can, you know, somehow support you a little bit here or there, you know, and you can start to know that it's a safe time to step on over. I think that's a big part, too, because the thing is nothing like one big knockout punch where you have no money and you're back at your mom and dad's house to kill the entrepreneur spirit in you. So I do think you have to mix wisdom in with that and you have to make sure that um, that you're taking care of things and you're being patient. You got to be hungry, but you do got to be patient sometimes, too. And uh, I think there's a combination in there. But you really do. You got to you got to think about what you're doing. But that doesn't mean, like I said, uh, there's a lot lot of other hours in the week other than, you know, 40 hours That, that, that can be accomplished in two days. I mean, you got plenty of other time to throw into your side hustle until it becomes uh, your number one priority. That's
0: real. That's real, man. I was listening to somebody today. um, Can't remember his name, but he was basically saying, at what price will you sell your soul? At what price will you quit? At what Mm -hmm. price will you say, all right, I'm done. I'm giving up my dreams. Because I mean, hard times is going to happen. Hard times is going to happen. And I think what makes a great entrepreneur, what makes me a great or what I would consider myself to be a great entrepreneur is the fact that, you know, when the going gets tough, that's when I start getting better and I start, you know, my back against the my back against the wall, that's when I feel like I'm at my best. And that's not just in business, but that's always been in yeah. sports for me in general. Like I feel like I like being doubted, I like being challenged. I like um, you know, the one-on-one. I like I like the I like my will versus your will. I love that competition. And um, I just feel like I've always been born to be an entrepreneur cuz I mean, I tried the 9 to 5 thing and it just wasn't nothing that was intriguing to me. It was um you know, more of a, I would think I was wasting everybody's time that was working with me. I could get my work done. And I was good at doing my work. But at the end of the day, I had my mind elsewhere to do other things. All right. So me and Lincoln, we looked, we linked up at um, last year during turn. And, you know, we connected and he was working for another company. I was working for another company. Um, got to know each other a little bit. Uh, he helped me out with, you know, just trying to plug me with some information in the student housing industry in general from his expertise and things of that nature uh didn't tell him all the things i was working on but i knew that during this process of me working on um this app and this easy turn app and having this vision i knew i was going to pull in somebody from the other side of things that really understood the operations behind what we were trying to accomplish um so reached out to lincoln we met a couple times i showed him a couple pictures showed him a couple ideas and thought process of it and, you know, come to find out he had tried doing something similar to this. I thought about doing something similar to this for a while now. So they can talk about easy turn, um, how you got involved with easy turn and, you know, where we're currently at as a company, what can, we can obviously bounce some ideas off and things like that. And we're just, we're just going to explain to them, you know, where we are as a company, what we see ourselves going and what we see as our challenges so far.
1: All right. Sounds good. Uh, yeah. So with easy turn, uh, with my previous job I had, I had a massive property that I had to, um, uh, Kind of take charge and, and schedule out turn four and, uh, just the arrangement. And we're talking thousands of beds, just sitting down and, and racking my brain, uh, trying to find out the best way to schedule something like this was, was just, it was a daunting task. Um, I mean, we used to, uh, me and another individual used to, used to meet up once a week for about a month and a half, two months working on this process on how, how do we do this? How do we tackle this? So, uh, with my combination of, of ADD and, and, uh, and great ideas, I think, I started, in my mind, just coming up with this idea of the best way uh, to kind of create a scheduler, which ended up being uh, a pretty good size uh, p- part of Easy Turn. So my whole idea was, how can I make this scheduling process uh, an easier scheduling process where it doesn't have to take months to do one simple thing, that you can just sit down, and a lot of the things I was writing down, number after number, unit after unit, and I thought, you know, there, there's got to be a better way, and in, in, you know, in 2000, uh, it's by 16 or 17 at that point, but I just kept thinking to myself, there's got to be a better way to do, to do this process. And people don't know about turn. it essentially everybody, uh, at a college moving out over the summer or in between, uh, school years and then coming back in. So unlike a regular apartment complex where you have one or two people move out a week, uh, then, you know, they maintenance will go in there, get it ready for the new people. Here it goes better, or, you know, unit one, unit two, you know, one or two, maybe four or five a week at a bigger property. But when you do a student turn, it's so intimidating because you're talking thousands of beds or at minimum hundreds of beds that are happening in a 14, 15-day period, uh, university scale a little bigger, but it's it's a crazy task. The logistics are, are just through the roof, and uh, I knew at that time there had to be something better, and uh, everyone in the industry was using Excel sheets at that time. And uh, again, 2018, we got all kind of crazy stuff going on. You can get McDonald's delivered to your, to your room when your fries still got some crunch on them, so it has to be a, a time frame that we can get uh, student housing in the education realm a, a better system. And so this is something I already thought about. So when Chase actually came to me the first couple times and showed me what was going on, uh, I was listening to his whole input as if I hadn't thought about it a lot just because I wanted to see where he was coming from. And I just thought it was such a great uh, collaboration is the only way to put it, uh, just to hear his input from being a vendor. And I had a taste in being a vendor some and just kind of hearing his struggles and frustrations and then pairing them up, I just kind of think that whole uh, blending of the two backgrounds uh, really came together. And, and and thus far, we've gotten great feedback where people can understand that this was a product built by people who understood the field and wanted to make it better.
0: No, that's real, man. Um, yeah. Like you said, I think that both of our opinions have been extremely valuable. Um, and, you know, we sat down and we basically been crunching it out, making sure that we could turn a product out that was going to be valuable to both parties. Um, you know, we're currently having pretty decent success. I would mean, if you really think about it, we are not even half a year old as a company. We're not even six months year old yet. So to not be six months years old and have, you know, what we consider to be great feedback and great uh, with people using it and people being excited to use it and actually not giving up on it and working with us through um, some of the, the speed bumps that we're going through currently as a as a small tech startup. Um, I think it's been extremely positive. Uh, yes, it's had some frustrations. Yes, we've had some hitches, but you know, for the most part, I think it's been a pretty awesome process. And like Lincoln said, man, the turn process is a, is a situation where, you know, both of my companies that I, that I do are in the student turn, student turn industry. And for all my entrepreneurs out there, for anybody listening that, you know, maybe, you know, my 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 thing that I I want y'all to get out of this is out of this story that we're telling is the fact that problems can be fixed right where you're at so wherever you're at if you're doing if you're a nurse if you're a doctor if you are an NBA player NFL player there's there's potential things that you can see that you could possibly create something that could be a new a new business a new opportunity the next Facebook, the next Snapchat, the next easy turn. But you just got to be open to seeing it and thinking like, yo, this could be easier. This could, should be easier. What could we make it easier? How could this process be easier? Um, My dad always told me like, you can't create nothing if you're not in it. So me being actually in it, I was actually able to see where we could possibly make this process easier, where we could probably make something of benefit. Um, So Lincoln, what's been your hardest uh, what's been the hardest thing of, of trying to get this thing going so far in uh, the short, short time period that we've been doing it about four you know, months, five months.
1: You know, I think it's a, a, in some ways a, a direct result of some of that, but I was actually just talking to um, an individual I'm out here meeting with in Iowa right now. And I was kind of telling them, you know, a lot of this stuff, I feel like no matter how long we prepared for it, we were going to, we were going to open it up and there was going to be some hiccups. There's, there was no way for us to do the manpower of 50 people, to go through this app, and to find out every little uh, issue with the, with the entire app. I know in, in, in the gaming world, they release betas, and the beta will come out for a few months before the final product does, and everyone thinks, wow, this is really cool, we get this free beta, we get to play for this new game, but in reality, all the developers are using all these people to find out where the glitches are, to find out what the issues are, to get feedback for it. Uh, mm-hmm. Not that we want to uh, see this as a beta period, but inevitably it will be a beta period. Anyways, I was telling the person earlier today, I said, it's almost like Saying that you're all the way ready to have a, to have a child. You know, it, no one's ever like, I'm completely ready to have a child. You have a child and then you learn as you go. You're, you're, you're not going to sit there and know everything. Uh, right. just, just because you, you became a father, you had to get into it. And so it didn't matter how long I waited. I could have been 50 and had my first kid. There was still going to be a learning curve. I could have spent every day in a daycare and, you know, it wouldn't have mattered. And it's the same way with this app. No matter what we did before time, which, you know, I feel like we did a lot of our due diligence, but I think we also knew there was going to be a lot of adapting. and and finding out where we needed to go. And I'll tell one more quick story. I remember hearing a story about a a university who was changing out some of their sidewalks. And so what they did was for a semester, they didn't put any sidewalks out. They let all the students walk the natural way they were going to walk around campus. And wherever that dead grass was, they built sidewalks. So I really feel like that's kind of what we're doing right now. Um, We had some structure set up, but we're staying flexible. We're seeing the route people want to go you know, in our minds, it can work one way, but in their minds, they say, "You know what? That, that, you know, in theory, that sounds good. But what about what if we just go from here to here?" And I feel like that's them killing the grass there, and we're going to go behind them and and lay down the structure and lay down that sidewalk right behind no, them, so real. we can actually create the best um, the best user friendly flow that they want to use on an app because we only know our experiences, we don't know everyone else's. So no, that's I think real. just that's getting a, all that together story. has been big. So.
0: Nah, that's real that's I mean this is market testing. this is as much as you can get in market testing huh is to actually have people that's using it in multiple companies so um you know we 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 brought our experiences together and we made what we thought was going to be able to do something, but like you said, the only the people that's actually physically doing it know exactly what what else can be help how this can possibly help um even more um so where do you see this where what is yours I'm gonna tell you what I vision in easy turn. And then I'll let you tell me tell me what you envision. So, because this is going to get me into my quarter of the week as well. But easy turn, I see it as a revolutionizing this the student housing industry as far as in how they schedule it, how they invoice it, how they select vendors, how the vendors get schedules, how the, how the vendors are work get approved. I think it's I think it's um I think we're clearly on to something that is just feels just feels easy when things feel easy. It's not supposed to feel easy. So when things feel easy, I feel like there's a high demand for it. There's high demand for it. And, you know, in business, supply and demand, that's that's the easiest formula that we can put together to be successful. Um, I mean, it's been I mean, we started off selling pictures that wasn't even an actual product, just selling pictures of what we want to do with this thing. So to see it to see it come actually to fruition and have people using it, I'm actually using it currently at a contract that we're currently using. And, um, you know, obviously we're about to start up here in Iowa and in, uh, LA. So, um, I only see sky as a limit, honestly, with where we're going with this, man. What's your thoughts on it?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. So I, I just, I just want to keep thinking that my ideal picture is that people in two or three years time after using this product, that, that they don't prefer it versus other things, but that they can literally not imagine doing it another way. I want to create such a product that. They can't imagine how they did it before. You know, the whole idea of, you know, how, how did we go around without cell phones before? I really want that kind of impact. And, and granted, it doesn't have the same uh, the, the, the mass reach that a cell phone would. But for everyone in the student housing that's done turn, I want them mm-hmm. to all think, how, how did we do this before? I want them to sit there and scratch their head like, how did we used to do this? How did we used to know where people were? You know, how did we used to know, you know, what was going on? It's like, were we really running around with little wadded up pieces of paper, you know, to find out what's going on? Were, were we really taking pictures? on on uh on disposable cameras with whiteboards like is that what we were really doing you know i really Mm. want to have that impact and i know it's going to take time but i I believe it's going to spread um and i believe it's going to it's not going to have you know quick growth and quick deaths i think we're going to build some roots we're building some roots right now with some really strong companies and uh with really really good people in the industry that we've been uh, blessed to work with and i think we're going to have a nice good footing um and, and we're, we're going to grow the right way. And I think we're going to get up there. And like I said, my, my goal for the company is simply to make people wonder how they ever did it before.
0: That's a good goal right there. Um, so that brings me into the quarter of the week, man. Quarter of the week. J. Cole quote. So here we are. It's funny how so close can seem so far. And that's how I feel, honestly. That's honestly how I feel. I feel like that. In, like, I tell, I tell mo- everybody, uh, you know, when anybody asks me, like, what's my biggest quality for uh working working with be pe- working with me, I always think it's like my confidence. I feel like I, I give people confidence. I'm able to um depict a vision that makes people believe in it. Um so I always feel like and I'm not, and I don't be lying, I don't just be BSing like I honestly feel like easy turn is this close to blowing up. But I also feel like helping hands is this close to blowing up. I think it's one meeting here, one meeting there, one meeting here, one meeting there that will will ultimately break the door down. And it's it, it's this quote says you know it's funny how so close can seem so far. I mean that's a true statement. You can be so close, but then at the same time you can feel so far away. Mm-hmm. And um you know an easy turn. Obviously we we haven't even been doing it for six months, but we already have that feeling. <laughs> we're helping hands. I've been doing this for three years, and I'm still have that same feeling. Like bro, we feel so close, like we're knocking the door down, but we also feel so far away. Are we really this close? Are we really that far away? It's it's, it's like almost bad depth perception. What'd you think about that quote?
1: No, I, I like that. I really, really like that. Um, you know, I was just thinking about it as, as, you, as you were talking about that, about how some of these people we work with right now, you know, because I'm, I'm looking into the future to think that we're going to look back and we're going to think, what triggered this branch of opportunity for us? And we're going to look back and we're going to say right there, that one meeting sitting next to that one guy or this one opportunity or this one person who was, you know, sitting around and opened up an email and watched a little video like we're going to look back and these are going to be the the big branches at the bottom of our tree where we really took off in that direction and we shot off. And these people are going to have, um, and that's how marketing works. That's how all this, that's how, that's how all this works. You have one connection that opens up to another one. So I'm looking right now and I think about the people we've had interactions with and think these are the people that are going to be our base branches. You know, we built the roots and these are the people that are going to be the branches to take it up. Right. So I just keep thinking about how crazy that is. And again, you can also be so close to having the product done. But then it's at that point, then it's proving yourself. You have a proving time. Even after it's all good, you still have to prove yourself. You know, right. people were people were an NFL player when they were playing, you know, in, in college. But they're not in the NFL yet. They haven't, they haven't done what they need to do in, in the NFL yet. So they could be so close because they could be at that skill level they need to be. People always have the argument about the U.K. team and the 76er team about could they beat them. These people, two years removed from being on, on the edge of all-star teams. So they probably were already at that level. But then, now they had to go to the NBA, spread their wings out. And you know, create the people that they are now. So I mean, now we have Carl Anthony, Townsend, and, and Willie, and everybody else. But that all came from, you know, from that time frame. So I think, I think that that quote is 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 right on. Is dead on.
0: Oh, that's real. So this, we're gonna do a little game, man. This or that. I'm gonna name two things. You pick which one. Which side you on. Which you prefer. All right.
1: All right. You go got for it? it. So you said you're you're gonna pick two things, and I'm gonna choose which one I I lean towards. That's yeah. It's gonna
0: be about. It's gonna be. About, it's gonna be about ten to twenty things, man. All right, we're gonna okay. see what kind. Of, we we'll see what was on your mind, man. Dog or cat? Oh, dog. Netflix or YouTube? Not... Ooh.
1: YouTube. It's free. Part of it. Toaster free. Eggs. eggs. Toaster eggs. Eggs. yeah. Eggs. Football yeah, or basketball? Protein. Basketball.
0: Um. Bath or shower? <laughs>
1: shower i don't have i don't have luxury any time to do baths. only my kids get baths. that's not that's not for people that have kids you don't you don't get that you don't get that luxury anymore
0: yeah i understand hamburger or taco
1: this is strictly off right now but i'm thinking about tacos right now so i'm I'm all about some tacos
0: that's funny right there uh pancakes or waffles
1: (laughs) waffles yeah that's something to hold that hold that uh syrup man pancake it runs right off but those, those waffles hold it
0: no, Hold that. Hold that syrup. Cocoa, yeah. Pepsi.
1: Coke. All day. That's not bad.
0: All right. I don't think I already know the answer to this one. Save or spin.
1: Oh, save, save. I, I, Mac, save night or, Mac or
0: PC?
1: Oh, uh, you, you, you know where I need to be. <laughs> probably on that Mac, but you know, you know, I'm better at that PC right now. I, I like Apple phones, yeah. but I don't, I don't have a Mac. I need, I need, I need to get myself one.
0: LeBron or Jordan?
1: Come on now. Why not to come to this? Can't they just both be great players who were great in their own era, but Jordan's a a little bit better?
0: (laughs) Got to pick a side of the fence. Where you at, man? Jordan or LeBron?
1: I like defense. I'm going to go with Jordan.
0: Kobe or LeBron? LeBron.
1: LeBron.
0: Rockets Rockets or Warriors?
1: Who I think will win or who I like better. I think it's actually the same right now. Who will win? They're going to say Warriors. I didn't even check the score right now, but it wasn't looking good earlier for uh for James Harden's 30 uh shot attempts. Celtics
0: Celtics are in the Cavs.
1: Celtics can give him a fight, but somehow LeBron always pulls it off because he wants to go and face yeah. uh, Steph Curry. So I think he's gonna pull it off. He might take all seven, but he's gonna he's gonna pull it off.
0: That's what's up, man. So so League, man, we appreciate you uh Coming and hanging out with Chase Minfield's first episode of his own podcast. solo <laughs> Dolo out here. Michael, J- Michael Jackson dropping Thriller. You know what I'm saying? So um, we appreciate it, man. Tell the people where they can reach you at. I know you do some um, interior design. How can they get in touch with you? Those type of things if you're trying to link up with Lincoln in the Lexington area.
1: Yeah, well, you can uh, check me out on LinkedIn and hit me up on there. That's where I have a lot of my information on there. And it's just Lincoln Ogada. The good thing about Lincoln Ogada is I'm I'm one of two in the world. The other one is a guy who has a fruit stand in Brazil. And that's 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 a real story. So if you type in Lincoln ogada, you're gonna find me or an imitator, but it's probably it's probably me.
0: That's what's up, man. So we appreciate it. We're gonna uh get into this gas of the week. Uh it's only me that's doing the gas of the week this week, because it's just me. So <laughs> what my message is that I want you guys to take home today is the fact that stay in your lane. Quit worrying about other people, quit worrying about other things. Get your blessing in your lane. Once you get into other people's lane, your blessing passes right by. Um, yeah. you know those type, you know those type of games where you gotta like move your little it's a typical like video uh phone game where you gotta move your person and collect the little dots and things like that. If you stay straight, you're gonna collect a certain amount of dots, right? If you stay straight, you're gonna collect a certain amount of dots. And I feel like that's just how life is. Like God got blessings for everybody. And I feel like we are too we're too focused on everybody else and what they're doing and they're over here being successful. They're over here being successful. Stay in your lane. Take the visions and the goals that God has put on your mind, that is on your heart, and try to and try to uh, turn those into realities, man. That's my gas of the week. Stay in your lane. Be successful. Don't miss your blessing. I'll let you guys later.